Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, say you're at a wrestling show. Okay. And... The, the show's over. They're doing a kind of a post-show press conference mm-hmm. out in a baseball field or something. Okay. Now say that one wrestler attacks another wrestler. Okay. And the attacking wrestler's manager also starts attacking this wrestler. What do you do? Uh, you go hit the manager with a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, so that actually happened, like, not the baseball bat thing. Right. But that actually happened in a uh, in a AAA show. Yeah. Post-AAA show, there was Kenny Omega doing a post-match press conference kind of interview type thing. Mm-hmm. He's attacked by Takeshita. 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 He's attacked by, but, Yeah. <laughs> Don Callis gets involved, and then a fan jumps Don Callis yep. and apparently actually injured him. So Don's not having a great uh, a, a great few months with the whole outside of inter- outside of uh, the requirement injuries here. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously the hit to the head was unintentional. Yeah. As far as going back, was that Moxley, I think? Yeah, Moxley really threw him into uh, a, lighting rig. a lighting rig where he, apparently Don Callis didn't realize that it was as close as it was, and he cut himself, gave himself a nice little scar. Um, don't attack wrestlers and managers, folks. Just, I watched the video of it, and I think the guy actually thought he was helping. I think the guy thought it was real. It, you know, it's possible. I'm, I'm sure people. I'm sure people that think wrestling is real still exist. I don't know how. I, just kind of as soon as other people approach him, he like he let him go. Yeah, uh, it, it wasn't even like he was. It was Don Callis was trying to get back to Kenny, like fighting yeah. against the security, like you would expect. And I think this guy just jumped in to help. He was going to help security, and he's managed That's a to true injure fan right there. <laughs> he's managed to injure Don Callis with. A twisted neck or something yeah. with his neck and back. I think I don't. That's a true fan right there. Oh, we should man. all we should all aspire <laughs> to to those levels of fandom. Uh, no, 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 we shouldn't. No, just, no, just no. as a heads up. No, we shouldn't. Don't touch the wrestlers unless yeah. they offer their hand for you to shake or, or something along follow, those lines. Follow the um, AEW guidelines uh, personally. <laughs> don't don't go get involved in the crowd. <laughs> don't bleed on people. Don't just, hit Canadian destroyers on the apron. Just don't touch the wrestlers. Yeah. Go enjoy the show. If they, you know, if stick your hand out, if they want to, to give you a five on their way to or from the ring, that's great. Don't actually just reach out and touch wrestlers. If they're standing in the corner, in the ring area, in the corner, and you can reach out and grab their shoulder, don't do it. Yeah. Don't touch other people. Without their permission. Yes. I know it's hard to, I know that's very hard to understand for some people, but don't do it. 
I just, yeah. So, Michael, what are we drinking? So, we have Cooper's Craft, I'm sorry, it's Cooper's Craft Barrel okay. Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Okay, it's got a cool bottle. It's it's a nice bottle. Very classy, very old school looking. It honestly kind of reminds me of a gin bottle, to be honest with you. Okay, yeah, I can see that. It's a hundred proof. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the last hundred proof we had was Old Soul, and that was really good. Yeah. Um, I think we've had a couple of others that were in that oh, we, hundred yeah. range, and they've been pretty tasty. Hundred proof, fiery. Hundred proof, when done right, can be very good. Mm-hmm. It's going to have burn to it. Yeah, I mean, obviously. But it's going to have a bunch of flavor in there. That's the burn is. Instead of it being a feature, it's just a, you know, it is. No, it, it's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> so it smells good. This smells good. You can, you can definitely smell the proof, right? Like, yeah. It smells, it's got that, that acetone that, mm-hmm. not like in a bad way, right? No, But it's no. got that, that very, my nose is like, oh, oh. I'm getting a little bit of that oak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get the acetone. Yeah. Now, um, one thing that this does, so they char their barrels. Like you do. And then, uh, they chisel some of the interior. Okay. So some of the interior is not charred hmm. and is kind of open. Weird. So, it, like, it's going to impart more oak. So this could be good, bad, or well, who knows? Let's. Uh, <laughs> Jason's going to open his open coke for coke his uh, just in case. Just just in case he needs a uh, a chaser. So uh, let's find out. Huh? Yeah. Cheers. Nothing. Like, there's burn. You you get the so, expected burn, but there's... N- I even held it on my tongue for a minute, but there's not any real... There's a sweet undertone there. Yeah. And the burn that you would expect from 100 proof plus, mm-hmm. right? It's not rough. No. <laughs> like, it's not a, oh, my God, I'm going to die, you know. Um, there's no real flavor to it. There's no flavor. Which is weird. I mean, it smells. Guys, it smells when good. I pop this, it, it, it smells good. It looks good. Like, you know, it looks like it looks like whiskey. Yeah, it's a good dark brown. Um has a cork in the bottle instead of a screw top. Uh, let me tell you, that cork was rough to get out. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, there's no. This one goes in that pile of it'll get you drunk. It'll get you drunk. Maybe use it as a mixer in something. Yeah, because this isn't. Again, this is not one you sit down and sip. It doesn't have a. Um, it, there's it no flavor, flavor profile. profile. There's no yeah. flavor profile. It is, there is some sweetness there. You get the the burn that you would expect from a hundred proof, but even that's not 
I don't, it's not as bad as others that we've had. Yeah, I mean, it's it is not bad. It is just a big ball of nothing. Yep. Huh. Speaking of big balls of nothing, should we talk about professional wrestling this week? Hey, oh. Uh, uh, see what you did there. <laughs> All right, let's run through uh, Monday Night Raw. We have Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle defeating Imperium. Uh, that's uh, Vinci and Kaiser. Drew McIntyre tells us that, you know how he just got back? Yeah, he's not going to be here next week. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Judgment Day attacks Seth Rollins ahead of Seth's match with Dominic Mysterio. We have uh, Ricochet and Logan Paul coming face-to-face where Ricochet gets the the upper hand. Zoe Starks defeats Becky Lynch via pinfall. Uh, The Viking Raiders... Interrupt Maxine Dupree's Alpha Academy graduation ceremony. Of course they do. Uh, that was not on Hulu, but I kind of wish it was. Because <laughs> that is the absurdity that I come to professional wrestling for. <laughs> right. Cody Rhodes threw down a uh, SummerSlam challenge to Brock Lesnar. The Miz defeats Tommaso Ciampa via pinfall. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville uh, defeat Katana Chance and Caden Carter via pinfall. And then kind of the the big overarching story of Monday Night Raw is Judgment Day versus Seth Rollins mm-hmm. and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because they got dragged into it. Yeah, because it started off, I think, with like Seth cutting a promo and then so, Reese came down and... Finn came down and... Well, Finn comes out. He's starting to cut a promo. Out comes Rhea and Dominic. And Rhea says, no, we ain't doing this out here. Get your ass to the back. Mommy mommy stepped up and said, no, this isn't going to be a public thing. This is going to be us taking care of business. Um, so they go to the back. Priest and F- Balor settle their differences. Say, mm-hmm. look... It was an accident, blah, blah, blah. Rhea Rock walks up to uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and is insulted that they didn't mention Judgment Day in there when they were talking about other tag teams. That leads to Dominic going out for his match with Seth Rollins, Seth uh, getting attacked. Sammy and Kevin making the save, setting up the main event. Now, what's interesting here is you have Judgment Day getting the win. But there was a lot. When you talk about the people in this match, okay, Dominic Mysterio, who's probably the, not even probably, he is the least experienced. Mm -hmm. But even he's pretty decent in the ring. He's getting there, yeah. You have Damian Priest. Finn Mr. Balor. Money in the, first of all, Damian Priest, Mr. Money in the Bank. So Senior Money in the Bank. Senior Money in the Bank, <laughs> which they're... So that tells you what they're resting on his shoulders right yeah. now as a company. Yeah. He's he's pretty much guaranteed to be the next champion. Yeah. Finn Balor, who was the original Universal Champion. So he's, he's had his moments recently, but, you know. Seth Rollins, multi-time world champion. Yep. Kevin Owens, multi-time world champion. Sami Zayn. Travesty that he's not a multi-time world right. champion. 
There was a lot of botches and miscommunications mm-hmm. in this match. Yeah, there was apparently a big dust-up backstage, too, uh, uh, between now, all these guys. When we say a big dust-up backstage, I mean, unlike... Like, don't mean like a fight yeah, or anything. Un- We're not unlike, talking a brawl out here, but... <laughs> unlike Don Callis, there was no uh, punches or anything. But there were apparently there a were lot of heated some, words. Some words. Yeah. And, like, I was watching this match, and I was like, what? Yeah. Now... Apparently, there was a bunch of changes being made to the match as they were making their way to the ring. Wow. And that has to fall on the shoulders of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Mm -hmm. Now, before I go off on a tangent, let's turn it over to you. Let's talk about what happened Wednesday on Dynamite. We kicked off with uh, Commander versus Jericho, where Jericho wins. Um, Callus then comes down with quite possibly one of the creepiest intros <laughs> in wrestling now. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to go out and say it. Creepiest intros in wrestling ever. You thought The Undertaker was a spooky intro, right? Got the got the lightning, got the bell, the gong. So, so Undertaker's intro is awe inspiring. Yeah, but it's spooky. Yeah. yeah, you got the gongs when he does the fancy one with the druids and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super creepy. Kane's intro, creepy intro. Fire, you know, yeah. exploding fire, more fire. The fiend, um, Alexa Bliss during her her fiend arc thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrying Cross and Scarlet and NXT. There have been some really creepy intros. Yeah. This is... There's no music to start with. It's just a very, like, almost sub-aural beat. You just kind of get a... Yeah. Right? And Don Callis's giant face <laughs> on the Tron with flames behind it. It's creepy. <laughs> so he comes out and he he talks to Jericho, you know, about what they talked about last week. Hey, you know, I'm not trying to rush you or anything. You know, I just want you to join the family. Hey, let's look at this video. And it's a video package from like probably Stampede Wrestling or, or something quite some time ago. I We're talking early 90s. This yeah. is pre, uh, this is before, pre-WCW Jericho. Yeah, yeah, it's Jericho and the Jackal which is Don Callis when he had hair and Jericho <laughs> makes that comment. Um, we're there in a ring talking with somebody and I forget who it was they were talking with. And they, you know, they made a promise to each other that no matter where they went, they would always run together. And, and Callis, you know, goes into talking about, well, you know, we did kind of separate. We all went our own ways. You know, you've become a, a multi-time world champion and, you know, traveled the world and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, he kind of leaves himself out of that part. Um, so just think about it, right? And he rolls out of the ring and leaves. Um, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen then fight Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia in the blind eliminator tournament thing where Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen lose. So, Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia move on. 
We had Adam Cole and MJF versus Big Bill and Brian Cage. Uh, the power slam heard went around the world uh, happened in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, Greatest power slam of any smaller guy to any bigger guy ever in the history of the world yeah. of professional wrestling. You know, every generation has a moment that they will remember forever. You know, Our generation, I think, is probably uh, going to be 9-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was five when this happened, but so people the that were born in like the seventies or so, they probably they're gonna remember things like the Challenger explosion, mm-hmm. uh, the Kennedy assassination. You know, you're gonna remember all those things. Uh, there used to be a wrestling move that was remembered. Uh, it happened in the eighties. It was from uh, WrestleMania uh, three, I believe, is where I it think happened. it was on one of those shows. But it, it, you know, it didn't matter though. It was it, it was a thing. That will never be remembered again mm-hmm. because of this slam that happened Wednesday night. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't even feel like I have nowhere to go from that. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about this, this blind tournament thing when we get into, into the meat of the show. But uh, yeah, it, this was, this match was, was v- the match wasn't great, honestly, <laughs> but the antics of the match made it, Probably match of the night. MJF playing off his power slam to it was Big Bill, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was as great as the Andre Hogan one. Yes. <laughs> Double clothesline. <laughs> uh, we had a the Owen Hart Memorial uh, Women's Tournament match with Sky Blue versus Ruby Soho. Um, Ruby wins through an absolute metric ton of interference. Then they got thrown out, and yet Ruby still won. So there you go. We saw the AEW debut of Nick Wayne. Uh, his dad was Buddy Wayne. Dude's been you know hyped since he was fourteen, fifteen years old. He's been wrestling mm-hmm. in independent circuit stuff. He's extremely crisp in the ring. Real crisp. Uh, he loses to Swerve, which is kind of what you expect there. Uh, you know, you don't expect the 18-year-old on his very first, like, real, this is the big leagues kid match yeah. to beat someone like Swerve. Uh, we then had the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club announcing their fifth members. So, BCC is in the ring. They're talking about how trash Kenny, well, it's BCC, Takeshita, and Callis, right? They're talking about how trash the Elite are, how trash Kenny Omega is, all this kind of stuff. Kenny comes out and gets beat down. So the Bucks and Hangman come running out to make the save. No. Huh? No. No, it wasn't, was it? No. So Kenny comes out and then gets attacked by the fifth man for BCC. That's right. Which That's is, right. That's right. He gets attacked first. Which he is got attacked Pac. by Pac. And then he's had that they're, backwards. They're beating him they're down. Beating him down. And he's laughing. And he says, "Because we still have to announce our right. fifth man." And then the lights. And go he out. says, "Look at the screen. Look at the That's screen. Right. Look at the screen." Because That's while their right. fifth right. man is the absolute best man for the job, it is. Yes. We've been screaming for this for you know ever since AEW started. Koto Ibushi. They aren't paying for Koto Ibushi right to come and spend a week in the United States. So, Before his match. So, the Tron hits. It's Coda. While BCC is not paying attention, 
the elite comes out. Um, they attack BCC from behind. Yeah, run them off, basically. So, uh, sucks to be you, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Or, was it Saskatchewan? Yeah. I think so. Uh, yeah, sucks to be you. You don't get Kota Ibushi. You get his picture. You get hey. his picture. So, was it was it Saskatchewan or Saskatoon? I I thought they were the same place. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Moving on but to that was, Yeah, that was that was dynamite. All right. So, on to Friday night SmackDown. We get Pretty Deadly with uh, Kit Wilson and Elton Prince defeating the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Uh, Elton Prince was injured in this match, separated shoulder. So he could be out anywhere from 2 to 12 weeks. It just depends on how long it takes for him to heal and if he needs surgery. Yep. Uh, Ridge Holland says... Uh, before any of this gets started, it wasn't the wasn't this me. move. It was this other yeah. move. Uh, I had no control over it. Me thinks he doth protest too much. Well, no, I get it because get he's it. because he's had a couple botches mm-hmm. in his career. One of which, well, he his first botch in his career blew out his own legs. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Right. But he's he's had a couple botches. Then he came back it, and nearly killed Big E. He, he he probably ended Big E's wrestling career. Possible, yeah. Uh, I'd be surprised if Big E comes back as an right. in-ring competitor. Um, but that being said, a separated shoulder could have happened at any point yeah. in this match. I definitely see what he was saying, that it looks like, uh, at least the little bit that I, the, what I saw, Prince started um, selling a shoulder after one move, but that could have just been, that's when I noticed that he was selling his shoulder. Selling a shoulder is okay. It's on, It's not on the list. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. Bailey defeats Zelina Vega via pinfall. Shotzi Blackheart. I loved this promo. Yes. So, a couple weeks ago, Bailey cut Shotzi's hair. After beating her down, Shotzi's lost her mind and says, you, you think I care about this? And shaves her head. And this is all a backstage pre-recorded segment. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about why she did that, in, I think, in a minute. But this amazingly unhinged promo with her really good promo. buzzing her head and Bailey... And, um, uh, yeah, thank you. I had Oscar and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> uh, Bailey and EO just standing there with these like shocked. Oh my God. What have we done face? We get Santos Escobar, AJ Styles, Butch, um, Butch and Grayson Waller in a fatal four way for the U S invitational. During the match, Karrion Cross attacks the OC backstage, distracting AJ and allowing Santos Escobar to get the win. Uh, there was a little more to it than that, but that's kind of the the gist of the it. gist of it. Bobby Lashley pulls up in a lips. Let's see if I can get my lips and mouth to work right. All right, hundred proof. 
Bobby Lashley pulls up in a limousine for a meeting with the Street Profits. So it looks like he could be forming a new faction there. Uh, L.A. Knight. Well, of course it is. It's WWE. If if the African-American people are talking, they're fixing to form a group, right? L.A. Knight uh, cuts a promo to uh, stake his claim for the U.S. championship. Yeah. Uh, He's going to be in a match next week with uh, Sheamus, Rey Mysterio, and Cameron Grimes. All four of these men got promos. L.A. Knight's the only one who got to do one in the ring live in front of the audience. We then have, there's kind of two big storylines going on in SmackDown right now. You've, of course, got the uh, collapse of the bloodline. Right. We get a segment with that where um, Jay comes out. He's talking about everything he's going to do to Roman. He's interrupted by Paul Heyman and Solo. Some back and forth. Jay beats up Solo. And, and, and thank God this happened because... This is one of my beefs with professional wrestling right now. Paul Heyman got super kick. Yeah. Paul Heyman ate a super kick. And, and like I say, this is one of my beefs. We'll talk about it in a little while. But managers who get involved, but then don't get physically attacked at any other at any point. Jay kind of gets the upper hand. And next week, we're going to see Roman. He's going to return to SmackDown. And they're going to go over the rules of engagement. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Tune into FS1 next week because that's where SmackDown's going to be. There's a, I don't know, a baseball game or something preempting it. And then, of course, you have the women's championship match. Now, you have Asuka as your women's championship champion. She defeated Bel Air. Bel Air never got her rematch, rematch yep. that she felt like she deserved. So now she's going to get it. Charlotte says, hey, Bianca, I think that you've got this. I can't wait to fight you at SummerSlam for the championship. EO and Bailey are like, hey, we're here too. And remember, EO's got the Money in the Bank briefcase. So all of that happens throughout the show. I thought it was kind of cool at one point. Like Charlotte's walking down the yeah. in the back with her with her suitcase. Charlotte's like, I feel good. I feel I'm good. Good. This is a fine. I'm leaving. And, <laughs> and then Bailey Neo made a comment and This was all Pierce said to Adam Pierce. Yeah. And then in just a second, Charlotte walks back and goes, Maybe I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get to the main event of the night, which is going to be Bel Air versus Asuka for the championship. We start off the match. Both Bailey and EO have bought tickets to sit ringside because as you know, the night of the show, you, you can, can buy, buy ringside, ringside tickets. tickets. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So they're down there at ringside. We kick the match off. And just before we go to the commercial break, here comes Charlotte with her own ticket to sit ringside. <sighs> WWE, look, if I'm a WWE <laughs> shareholder, uh, I'm gonna I'm calling something there because uh that's three like thousand dollar roughly tickets. Uh that's three grand that didn't go into the coffers. Um and, and remember, Bel Air did it yeah. a couple weeks ago. 
look, I'm on, I'm gonna need to make sure that that uh, Vince is is being a good steward of the business and selling everything possible. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have a problem with that. Well, I mean, there's there's a couple lawsuits out there. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't think they're gonna go anywhere, but there's a couple lawsuits out there. Yeah. Anyways, everybody ends up getting involved. This goes to DQ. We're going to head into SummerSlam with a triple threat match. Oh, for sure. And, you know, EO's going to tease and possibly join. It may end up becoming a fatal four-way. It wouldn't surprise me if it was a triple threat that was a a good triple threat. And then whoever wins at the end, Charlotte will win, mm -hmm. right? She'll get another notch on the belt, and then EO will cash in on her to immediately take the belt off of Charlotte. EO now has the belt because EO's a heel. Charlotte's yeah. technically a face right now. Um, and there you go. Yep. Or Belair wins and EO cashes in on her, and that completes Belair's heel turn. Now, uh, let's talk about what else has happened in the uh, remaining 367 hours right. of AEW television that happened Friday and Saturday. Yeah, so... Uh, Rampage, of course, on Friday, kicked off with Naturally Limitless, which is Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee versus Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. Uh, of course, Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes win because even though they job, they're not jobbing to ever rise. <laughs> um, Taya Valkyrie fought uh, Izzy McQueen, who is just a, hey, this is a person. The match was over in less than a minute. That was your women's match for, well, yeah, I think that was your only women's match on Rampage. End of the this, Tony Storm and Soraya come out. Uh, Taya challenges Tony to a women's title match at Battle of the Belts, which, which was Saturday. Saturday. Literally one day of build up for this match. Yep, uh, we saw Lance Archer make his return to AEW versus Trent Beretta. Where Lance Archer wins because, again, Trent Beretta is a jobber. Don't want him to be, but he is. Uh, Takeshita fought Mentalo. Okay. Um, They're claiming that Mentalo, or Callus claims that Mentalo was Kenny Omega's friend and first training partner. Takeshita wins. Oh, I'm sorry. We did have a second women's match. My bad, my bad. Uh, it was Willow Nightingale versus Athena, which is the semifinal on the other side of the Owen Hart tournament. Willow beats Athena. So, tomorrow night on Collision, as of this recording at least, last night on Collision, mm-hmm. we got Willow versus Ruby. And then there was the main... Kind of the main event thing. Uh, it was just a, a a segment. It wasn't anything special. Then we go to Collision, which is on Saturday. Collision kicks off with a two out of three falls match for the AEW titles, or the AEW tag titles between Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood, so FTR, versus Bullet Club Gold. Bullet Club Gold gets the first call, gets the first fall. Of course, then FTR catches a fall. And then finally, where's it at? Scroll through all this garbage. 
FTR wins. They catch the uh, the last uh, fall win two out of three. We had Willow Nightingale versus Ruby Soho for the uh, Owen the name just completely skipped out of my head, and I'm looking at it. The Owen Hart Foundation Women's uh, Tournament Finals to get the big pink belt or a, a trophy or whatever they're giving. Something. Willow beat Ruby to become the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament winner. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. We had a QT TV segment with Hobbs and QT and all that kind of stuff. Blah, don't care. Moving on. Malachi Black and Brody King fought Randy Myers and Artemis Spencer, who... You know, if you didn't know who they were, they are they are some very up and coming. I have no clue who these guys are. They they were just pulled out of the crowd. Um, Kings of the Black Throne wins, but uh, Andrade shows up as kind of a ooh distraction. Main event was CM Punk versus Ricky Starks for the final of the Owen Hart Men's Tournament, in which Ricky Starks. Wins. Ricky Starks just beat CM Punk. Mm -hmm. So now he did have to use the bottom rope, mm -hmm. and he did just kind of slap the referee or you know the referee's hand and grab the belt. And yeah. So is it a heel turn? I'd argue that nobody can be a heel against CM Punk because right. he is the ultimate heel in real life, and um, you know at least currently. You are a thousand percent correct. Um, so yeah, that was that was collision. A collision ran for two hours. Then immediately after collision was Battle of the Belts, uh, thirty six. I think, I think it's actually seven. But it, it feels like every three months AEW's like we got a Battle of the Belts thing going on. It's gonna be at two thirty on Sunday afternoon, and nothing's gonna change. Right. Uh, the first match here was Orange Cassidy versus Lance Archer. Murderbird. Murderbird. Um, Orange Cassidy wins. In fact, he won by countout. It's how he won, but he won. Uh, Tony Siobhan has an interview with the acclaimed and Daddy Ass. We then get our women's title match. Tony Storm versus Taya Valkyrie, you know, the one that had all of that giant buildup, you know, um, the, the whole 20-ish uh, hours. I mean, honestly, if they had put the buildup on Dynamite, it would have been better because then at least you would have caught the majority of people who watched AEW. Right. Um, Tony Storm wins. Ton, uh, again, interference from uh, Ruby this time. So there you go. So that's the second champ or the yeah the second championships. No changes. Uh, Tony Khan and Martha Hart announced the you know give out the prizes for the the two winners. Hooray! Then we had the TNT champion Luchasaurus. Yes, he is the champion, not Christian Cage. Versus Sean Spears, because Canada, I guess. 
Oh, I don't even think this was in Canada. Canada. So, sh- sure. Um, Luchasaurus wins. Retains. Sure. Because, I mean, that is what it is, right? And that was the end of Battle of the Belts. It was only an hour. So, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, we've gone through all this. Um, I know one thing that I mentioned that I wanted to touch back on was the uh, this the mixed or the, the 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 random tag thing. We talked mm. about it last week a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, we discussed the fact, yes, this is a vehicle just for the whole Adam Cole MJF thing. Which is honestly winning me over. Yeah. Because at least for now, he's going to reverse all of it at some point. Yeah. Because that's just how MJF works. But for now, we're seeing some character growth from MJF. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like, uh, it's all a ploy, obviously. But you have... Like, there was a segment done, I can't remember if it was this week or last week, but there was a segment with Adam Cole and MJF being being friends and going to hang mm-hmm. out for the day. Yeah. Um, it started off with him at a bar, and four women walked past, dressed in very tight dresses. And uh, MJF looks at Cole, and he's like, eh, two for me, two for you. Eh, eh. And Cole's like, uh, you know, Max, unlike you, I actually mm-hmm. love my... My my, uh, my girlfriend. I do care for Brit. I do care for Brit. And Max is like, eh, more for me. And he just walks <laughs> off. In a few minutes, you see, he's like talking to these girls, and then they walk away. And when he walks back up to the bar where Cole is, MJF is zipping up his fly. Like, they put this on TV, right? And Cole's just like, God. MJF says, all right, now what are we doing? Cole's like, I'll keep hanging out with you, but we're going to do something I want to do. And the next scene is them sitting on a couch with Xbox controllers in their hands and fight forever on TV. Well, MJF first insults everybody who plays video games. Yeah, he insults everybody who plays video games. He says he's not going to do this. This is stupid. Cole says, you know, you're in the game. Your stats are pretty good. And MJF's like, oh, really? How good? How good? So they start playing, and, you know, they're attacked. They're each playing themselves and mm-hmm. everything, and, you know. In the tag tournament. In the tag tournament. And MJF's like, man, this is really good. I'm actually enjoying this. You know, I've never played video games with somebody before. And Cole's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You've never played a multiplayer game before? Like, not with your friends or anything? And Max goes, I mean, I don't even have any friends. Yeah, it, he said, you've got to have friends. You've got to have friends to play, to play multiplayer. multiplayer. And then Cole's like, you didn't have any friends? And so they, they're, they're becoming buddies. They're becoming yeah. chums. Right. Did we just become best friends? Right. <laughs> and and Roderick walks up. Now, this is all like vignette, right? Yeah. They come back in the backstage. Cole's sitting there, and uh, Roddy comes up and says, you're not believing this. You're not buying any of this, are you? Cole's like, look, I don't really trust him, but I think there's a different side to Max. So they go out for their match. This is where this, the slam heard around the world starts because – MJF is like hyping up. He's gonna slam uh, Big Bill, and he walks over and tries to pick up. Then grabs his back. Ah! Rolls out of the ring, starts walking up the stage. Cole goes and grabs him, yelling at him. Look, man, just because you fail at something doesn't mean you can stop. You got to keep trying. You got to keep going. So, 
They get back to the ring two or three times during this. MJF yells at uh, Cole, double clothesline. Because that's their tag team move. That's their tag team move. And it fails every time. Somebody stops it. Uh, He does finally slam Bill. And then, like, immediately grabs his back and falls on the ground, you know. Oh, my God, that was so exerting, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, it was pretty close. And, and I'm basing this all off of memory. I haven't done a side-by-side. But I think it was pretty close to how uh, Hogan it reacted when, when Hogan slammed Andre. Yes. So, you know. Um, I have a feeling the way this is going to end. I'm, I'm, this is how I hope it ends up, right? Well, I'm going to put my, my my hope would be this is an MJF face turn. And we get a face MJF for a while because it'll freshen up his character for a bit. He needs it. He, he, he needs it. He is so boring. The, the traditional MJF that we all feel like this is going to revert back to as soon as they're done telling this portion of the story mm-hmm. is so it's boring. Boring. Like, he's a great heel. I don't think that can be argued. But he need the, the type of heel he is, he needs something that can give him some growth. Mm. And he hasn't had any. So I hope he turns face for a bit. That would be cool with me. You know, let's let's almost recreate like a, a UE type situation with Cole and MJF. And we have Roddy who's like, I don't trust this guy. But, you know, I mean, he seems to be legit. So, you know, there you go. Are we going to replace Bobby Fish with MJF? With MJF. Big upgrade. Big upgrade. <laughs> um, barring that, I think it would be okay if you know MJF goes to turn on Cole, but Cole is too smart for that, so he outwits him and Cole turns on MJF. Then MJF goes back into his heel ways, and you keep Cole now as a, as a smart face. You know, he's got that extra level to him. You can maybe do something like that. I have a feeling, though, that it's going to be MJF turns on Cole. Bog standard, stupid wrestling storyline that's been done a million times. Yeah. So, but I'm here for it for right now. It's fantastic. Uh, I will say AEW does a good, does a really, really good job of injecting comedy elements into their stories, into their matches that make them compelling without devolving into, oh, this is a comedy match. Yeah. I mean, look at, like, Orange Cassidy. This was stuff with MJF, you know. I mean, the the biggest act on TV for three months this year was three adult men yelling, scissor me, daddy. Yeah. And slamming their hands together. So... Yes, they have their serious moments. They've got their, you have to take this super serious. Like Urgh. like House of Black, which I love House of Black. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Brody King is currently my favorite wrestler for, for some comments that he's made recently, um, which I'm not going to go into. But uh, he is, House of Black is fantastic. Yeah. Um, they're serious. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, there is no comedy to House of Black, uh, except for the fact that Danhausen wants to be part of it. But that's not storyline canon. That's you know that's Dan Housen doing his side. Dan Housen stuff, right? And you know him calling out Brody King, saying that he eats uh, well done broiled steaks with ketchup. You know that kind of stuff. 
Um, but I really hope they do something with this. To to eat, if Max stays heel, I hope he gains more character to it. Yeah. And if he turns face, I think that would be okay too for him to have a little bit of a face run. And then he can go back to heel after six months to a year and go from there. Yeah. Um, so we don't end on this. Let's let's go into some sad stuff real quick. Okay. Uh we talked about Shotzi Blackheart yeah. shaving her head. And while they did do that storyline, the reason that she shaved her head is I believe it was her sister. It's her sister or her sister-in-law. Um, has been diagnosed with cancer. And so she is shaving her head in solidarity with her sister, sister-in-law, with her right. family. And WWE is like, absolutely, we'll let you do it, but we're going to use it for storyline. Like use it in storyline. Which because, is which is the way to go because, yeah. you know, yeah, you could do the whole... You know, she's doing it for this reason, or you could use it for the story, and she still gets to do what she wants to do with her body. Yeah. And it progresses the story that you're trying to tell. And, you know, the thing is, like, Shotzi has been iconic with her green hair, mm-hmm. right? That's been her call. The the, the punk rock pixie, you know, as yeah. it was. So, it hasn't gotten over. Well, let me take that back. It's gotten over with the fans. The tank was really cool. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. But apparently, you know, backstage, it really hadn't gotten over because they've never really done anything with her. The The main roster, they haven't figured out Shotzi. So, kind of dig this whole, uh, you know, going off the deep end, you know, losing her mind because of what Bailey and... EO Sky damage control have done. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, in, in other WWE news, this is something that I, I found that was interesting. So, November of last year, let's let's hop in the Wayback Machine. Um, Eric Young. Mm-hmm. Eric Young left Impact. His contract expired. He left Impact, and you know about a week or so later. He signed with WWE all over the, the dirt sheets talking about how Eric Young had been re-signed. Uh, he was in the performance center. He was probably going to show up on NXT for a, a, a drink of coffee, basically, and then show up on the main roster. Talking about possible sanity reunions, uh, mm-hmm. even up to end of last month or so, there was discussions, at least on the dirt sheet side, that, you know, Nikki Cross had finished her PhD. Uh, Eric Young is signed. They were discussing possible, you know, yeah. is this something like Nikki's back, could be back full-time now, here's this. Maybe we can rebuild Sanity. Um, And there was always talks here and there about what were they going to do with him. He hadn't been on TV. Is he maybe injured? Everything's been kind of super tight-lipped about it. Uh. He asked for his release in like December. No, he asked for his release April, in April. April, and was then because he was signed yeah. in in December. Yeah, he asked for his release in April. His ninety day contract, his ninety days expired, uh, like two days ago. He showed up at Slammiversary. Yeah, uh, um, one of the reasons he cited his only reason that he cited was uh, moral. Yep. Uh, 
He didn't want to work for Vince. He didn't want to work for Vince. He his reason his reason for asking was uh, he didn't like where the company was going morally. Uh, he didn't like the story ideas. He didn't like any of that, and he wanted his release. And he had, he had yet to be on TV, so they granted it to him. Uh, Eric Young's also. I'm not gonna say he's a big name. He's not, but he's also not a small name. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's not. That, he's that mid. He's a mid card name. Yeah. Um. He was. He's big in TNA. Like he. They. They hit their uh, he, wagon. He for is a, while. a TNA original. You talk about AJ Styles. You talk about Christopher Daniels. You talk about yep. EY's in there. Uh, you know all of them. And and EY, well, not on the same level as an AJ Styles or a uh, Abyss. He was very solid there. I remember back to when he was Showtime Eric Young. Yep. And he dropped the Showtime because, oh, no. That's what Sting says. Right. And Sting's coming to get, you know, so he's like, no, uh, no, don't say that anymore. Mm -hmm. Eric has this amazing ability to be both comedy and serious. And do both very well. I will say, I've seen Eric Young perform live at a TNA event here at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum. Mm-hmm. I did not realize how big he was Dude's until big. I was standing in the like in the same arena with him and could see him. I was like, "What? <laughs> yeah, dude's big." Um, yeah, but yeah. He he asked for his release. Was granted. And this is, and it was really, it's one of those things like, you know, we hear Fightful, we hear, you know, Wrestle Talk and all of them. They, they talk all the time. They've got the scoop. You know, so-and-so has been released or they've asked for their release or, you know, here and there, this one's injured, that one's injured. This one went completely unnoticed. Well, I, and I think that this was, one, a fact that, like you said, Eric Young is not the biggest name. Mm-mm. Well, but he's he's newsworthy, but he's not the biggest name, and, and he kept it quiet, and WWE kept it quiet. Like I would, and, and that's what I was gonna say. Like I agree with you that he's not the biggest name, he's not the biggest draw, right? But like last week, there was discussion around several of the dirt sheets about him and about him showing back up when he was gonna make his return. What were they gonna do with him? All that kind of stuff. And he'd been released at that point for almost 90 days. Yeah. Well, and remember, WWE has a a bit of a track record as of late of hiring people, never debuting them. And then getting rid of them. And then getting rid of them. And we're watching that play out right now with Carlito. Yeah. Yeah, he's been re-signed. Because apparently Carlito has been re-signed. He was supposed to debut last week. That didn't happen. He didn't debut this week. Uh, so, are we going to see Carlito back in WWE? I don't know. Like, No, I think we do. I think we see Carlito back. He is too much of a name. Eric Young, people who watch wrestling mm-hmm. know who Eric Young is. Notice when I say wrestling, right? I'm talking about the people like us that have watched WCW yeah. and TNA and Impact and AEW and, and New Japan sprinkled in here and there and stuff like that. People that watch wrestling. Yeah. People that watch WWE, 
Eric Young was a was really a drink of water. He never did anything major on the main roster at all. Um, he was on NXT. I mean, he was a big part of Sanity, but that was during NXT's network days when they were on the WWE network. Mm-hmm. Not getting a lot of eyes. So he's not that draw. Carlito, on the other hand, anybody who's in their 30s knows who Carlito is. He spits in the faces of people who don't want to be cool. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know I mean, he's got he's got one of the better catchphrases of all time with the, the apple, the backstabber. Very cool-looking finishing style move, mm-hmm. you know. No, he, so, he definitely carries a bigger name, especially in WWE circles. Than Eric Young because Carlito really made his name to a wider wrestling audience outside Puerto Rico yep. in WWE. Yes. Eric Young did it in TNA. Yep. And there's not to say that one's better than the other because as we see, Eric Young gets released from WWE. He's signed to TNA at the first available yeah, he's opportunity. Like the day after his compete clause ran out. Yeah. Like, and he, he shows up. And gets paid. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and the same thing happens with Carlito. If Carlito doesn't end up debuting, he goes right back to Puerto Rico, right back to his dad's. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, I feel like Carlito, Carlito is going to show up and it's going to be tied in with LWO. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure how they're going to do it. I don't know if they're going to have him come in as a face and, and what more than likely what they will probably do. I figure is he will come in as a face as part of LWO. LWO will continue to kind of lose because yeah, Santos just won the, the four way, but the rest of Ray's not really doing much. Zelina constantly loses. Yeah. Zelina lost to, to uh, Bailey. Yeah. So I have a feeling maybe it's going to become more of a, a, they, they may tell that losers faction. And then Carlito turns heel on Ray mm. as a, you know, you're ruining this legacy. You're letting these chumps lose. You're not teaching them the the. You're not teaching them the lie, steat, and cheel, or lie, yeah. cheat, and steal. The lie, steat, and cheel. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, um, I I kind of agree with you, and I think that the reason that he hasn't debuted is you now have Santos who's doing his thing with this. Um, turn the the title tournament. Is it the USA? Yeah, it's the USA yeah. title. Uh, and then Ray is in this match coming up next week. Yeah. So LWO that storyline is on pause at the moment. Yeah. Or do you see? Do you think uh, Escobar? So Escobar's won already. Escobar's won. Escobar's advancing. Ray beats. No. Out. And then they have this whole like, no LWO versus yeah. LWO thing. You, you LA have, Knight's winning that match. Yeah, you, you to, have but. LA Knight, you have Sheamus, uh, you got Ray, and I forget who the fourth person in the match is now. But this is not going to be Ray because they're not telling the story of LWO breaking up yet. Yeah. Yet is the cute like they just launched LWO. Yeah, yeah it's not it break really up. hasn't gone anywhere yet. But also, it hasn't had time to really develop into. What is the LWO? Right. Right now, it's still living off of the fact that, hey, guys, we brought the LWO back. Yeah, you remember Eddie? Uh, so, 
LA Knight's going to win next week. LA Knight's probably going to put down uh, Santos, and then he's going to go and hopefully put down uh, Austin Theory. Hopefully, because you know, God, that 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 Austin Theory is very high on my list of people that never should have been pushed were pushed, and the fans were like, "Nope, yeah, not happening." Yeah. Uh, and I'm not a huge fan of L.A. Knight. I, I think his, his promos are all the same. They're very formulaic. He's, the, he, he's, he's a mixture of The Rock. Hold, hold on now, sir. Wait, wait. <laughs> it's a mixture of The Rock and Stone Cold. Yeah. But more like the great value brands of Rock and Stone Cold. Like. If he was a lot younger, like if he was in his 20s, I would absolutely say that L.A. Knight would be the next one of those. Yeah. Right? He's not, though. Mm-hmm. He's in his 40s, which, hey, he still goes. You know, I, I'm not on that train of, ah, he's too old to get anywhere. No. That's not it at all. Sting just jumped off a ladder in his 60s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which is on the band list. Um, so... I feel like LA Knight can do something, but with Vince in charge, I doubt they ever will because LA Knight and the wrestling circle will mm-hmm. always be Eli Drake. Yeah. Um he Which, was not a WWE original. Like it it shocks me to this day that AJ Styles did anything in WWE. And I think it comes down to and, and this is gonna sound cliche, but AJ Styles is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I was going to think undeniable, right? Well, but no, I had to play. I had to play on yeah. on his his gimmick. But AJ Styles is phenomenal, and he's one of those. He, he's undeniable. If you it's sign AJ him, Styles, you're going to have to do stuff with him. They screwed up his debut. He overcame it. Yep. And he's AJ Styles. You well, watch him in a ring. I would argue that his debut was awesome. Okay, let me rephrase it. it. They they debut they screwed up his entrance. Mm. Because the camera during that Royal Rumble, yeah. Wasn't the camera the was on Roman. Yeah. In the middle the of the ring. ring as AJ Styles is making his See, initial I, entrance. But I actually kind of liked that a little bit. I liked okay, this music hits and it's like I I don't recognize that music. Like, I didn't recognize it from NXT. I knew it wasn't anybody on main roster. It didn't ring any bells of, oh, this is a legend. Um, And then they pan around, and there is AJ Styles standing on the ramp. You see AJ Styles on the Tron. Like, I popped hard for that. Would I have preferred the camera I, I to think... be on the ramp instead of Roman? Sure. But the his debut, his here is AJ Styles in WWE that no one in a million years would have ever said was possible. Okay, I'm there for it. Yeah. Then they kind of screwed him up afterwards. Um, <laughs> Beat up John Cena, <laughs> right? So, um, I've made reference to this list a couple times. Yeah. So AEW released a document. 
after they they are finally finally doing something about this injury thing that they have had for the past three years. They have released a list of these moves are completely banned. Mm -hmm. You cannot do them. Period. And then they have a list of these moves are highly restricted. Mm -hmm. You can only do these moves with permission from the higher-ups, the medical staff, and a, a plan in place of what is happening here. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the completely banned stuff is chair shots to the head, both front and back of the head. Yeah. That one was Unprotected banned. shots to the back of the head, period, I yes. think. Um, any move, any pile driver of any sort to the apron or concrete, those were only completely banned, and pile drivers as a whole were on the. You have to have permission to do them. Um, there was a, it was a, a pretty decent list. Like looking down, yeah. there was a lot of like crowd interaction stuff. Like they're not allowed to. You cannot eat or drink anything from a fan. You're not allowed to touch fans. One that they've already broken was. They don't want anybody, they don't want you to be in the crowd while bleeding. And I think it was either Rampage or Collision. That one was already broken. Wow. Because somebody was in the in the crowd and bleeding. Um so I, I like where they're going with this. Now, as long as they keep it up, and as long as this whole requires permission remains in the realm of, okay, these guys have been doing this pile driver now for 20 years, so we're going to let them keep doing it. But Nick Wayne, who is, you know, brand new, we're not going to let him do pile drivers because he's been practicing for four years. Yeah. You know, tops type thing. So here's, according to nodq.com, here's the list. These moves want to be... Uh, uh, Okay, so banned uh, things include unprotected chair shots to the head, shots to the back of the head, buckle bombs, and blind moves backward into the turnbuckle. Uh, fencing responses, so the unnatural position of arms following a concussion. Oh, yeah. seizure, seizure cells, cells. Spitting, bleeding in the crowd, weapons or projectiles in the crowd, taking drinks or food from guests in the crowd, or physical contact with the crowd. Yep. Yeah, the seizure um, cell was directly aimed at, uh, Danielson. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and here's a list of move or actions. The company wants talent to have approved by the coaches or officials. So spots and bumps on the ring apron and outside table, ladder, chair spots in and out of the ring only allowed with padding sting. Yeah. Uh, any elevated spots outside of the barricades, dives and ladder spots on stage around the arena and other places outside of the ring. All pile driver tombstone variations, including sit down drivers, inverted poison hurricane rana, and vertebrakers. Mm-hmm. High risk dives or top rope moves, 450, 630, double moonsaults, SSPs, etc. Intentional bleeding of any sort, not just blading. Throwing people into, through, over the ring steps, commentary table, bell table, or guardrails, barricades, and weapons usage. 
chairs, pipes, kendo sticks, hammers, ring bells, bats, chains, etc., and title belts. Thumbtack skewers, barbed wire, and other sharp puncturing objects uh, or powders, aerosol sprays, or liquids. Oh no, the outcasts. <laughs> Throwing any weapons or objects, such as chairs. <laughs> See also Sammy and Matt Hardy. <laughs> Choking, strangling with hands or weapons or hanging spots. See, well... That one hasn't been done in a while. Yeah. Uh, injury spots or angles, whether or not medical is involved, called to the ring. Any physicality in the crowd or crowd brawling. <laughs> Any physicality involving referees, managers, extra celebrities, or special guests. And I guarantee you each and every one of these did not come from Tony Khan. That came from Warner Brothers Discovery. Oh, I'm almost 100% sure. And, and I am sure that it was a hey so this happened on your show we're seeing a lot of chatter about it and it, specifically the seizure thing let's let's go back to the seizure thing yeah. with um, with Danielson and I, I think that that was a sell by his part to figure out okay I need to take a break to assess right. to assess my arm and, and I think he just made a bad call mm-hmm. uh, but it got a ton of negative press yeah and, Especially considering his history. Yes, so. and, and that's that's yeah. you know, and then you so then you have the higher ups at Warner Brother Discovery getting you know seeing news articles about this or getting requests for interviews about this, and I'm sure they went to Tony and said, "So you see this term in our contract here that says yeah. this, whatever it says, we don't want to see any of this," and they slid a piece of paper right. over to him. That said, we, we don't want to see any of this without and, you guys taking the proper steps. And I feel, and exactly, and that's what I was about to say. I feel like the way they did this is the best way to do it, right? Yeah. You've released this list of, hey, this stuff is, these th- things are banned, period. You can't do them. And they all, everything on that list, absolutely 100% should be on that list. Absolutely. There have been too many people injured across wrestling as a whole with things like buckle bombs, uh, you know, chair shots to the head, that kind of stuff. I, I do not like a buckle bomb. It, I don't it looks, I, I can understand how, oh, this looks great, mm-hmm. but there is it practically ended Sting's career, yes. which say what you will about Sting's career when he, when it happened. Mm-hmm. The fact that it practically ended Sting's career, the fact that a, a buckle bomb style move mm-hmm. is what separated Finn's shoulder yep. or broke his shoulder, whatever it was. Yeah. And cost him his title reign that he's never going to get back. Right, for sure. Um, you know, like, no, we don't need that. Yeah. So, perfectly okay with all of that stuff being on the do not do this ever list. The only do this with approval, I think that's a good list as well. A lot of that stuff, yes, that is on AEW pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. This is, I feel like that is a CYA, 100%. Yeah. That is a, if you're going to do this, corporately, we want to make sure that the risks are understood, mm-hmm. are approved, and if something bad happens, that's on you. Well, there, there was something that happened, and I don't remember who it was. It's been a, several weeks now, where one of the refs actually got hit or, or, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't intentional. 
I don't remember if that was AEW or WWE because I know Brock has a history of right. doing that. But that should never happen. Like a, a ref being out of position and getting hit by somebody running, or a ref getting you know, quote unquote hit. You know, yeah, right. no, those those a story. I'm but. fine with that. But intentionally assaulting a ref mm-hmm. to better sell your character, yeah, should not happen. No. Uh, the refs shouldn't be involved. They can be involved in story. I'm okay with having refs involved in story from time to time. It doesn't need to be an every week thing. But there's there's good stories to be told there. Outside of incidental contact in the ring. Should never happen. Agreed. Um, jumping back to uh, Impact real quick. Mm-hmm. They had their Slammiversary show this weekend. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Eric Young making his uh, return to Impact. Trinity Fatu, yeah, formerly known as Naomi, yep, she had gotten signed. Uh, she's been signed with him for a while. She's been wrestling with him for a while now. She is now the Impact Women's Champion. Nice, congratulations! She to defeated uh, uh, Deanna Perazzo. Uh, last night, Saturday night, to to become the Impact Women's Champion. And I think that we don't talk a lot about Impact. They Impact. have a very solid. Last time I watched them, they got a solid pro- product. They have a solid and their, product, and their women's division is the best women's division in wrestling. Yes, uh, I, I I stand by that one hundred percent. Um, so I guess with all that said, you got anything else? Wrestling wise, no. Cool. No, well, I don't. I don't think I do. I'm, just running down. No, yeah. No. In that case, we'd like to thank McNarb Gaming for letting us use this space every week as we do. Uh, thanks, Greg. Thanks, Cameron. Yep. Look, if you uh, if you need anything nerdy, you know, Warhammer, D and D, Magic cards, Pokemon, dice, any of that kind of fun stuff, board games, come over here to McNarb Gaming in Goshen, Mississippi. Swing in, look at their their giant uh, sales floor, and then you know you see something, you think, eh. I don't know, that looks kind of cool. Go check their wall of games. It may be over there. And if it is, take it, sit down, break it open, read through the rules, look at the pieces. Somebody's around, ask and see if somebody might want to play. If you like it, buy it. And you know what? If you're not busy this coming Saturday, uh, July 22nd, that is DCC Day. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be running some Dungeon Crawler Classics. Up here at the shop, they're going to have some freebies, a limited amount. So if you've ever just wanted to get into role-playing games, and what is that? Uh, DCC is going to be a great one for you because it's sit down and fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's <laughs> not a whole lot of story to it. There's not a whole lot of that. It's 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 This is Diablo is what it is. Yeah. It's a, hey, we need you to go into this dungeon and clear out the bad guys. So, But if you've ever wanted to, to figure out what that's all about and you don't want to have to take forever and... and Figure out how do I build a character? Do I need to buy a book? Now, come on down. They're going to have some pre-generated characters for yep. you. You'll be able to sit down and run through a dungeon with uh, with some other guys and gals. They're going to show you show you the ropes, and they'll even have the dice here to sell to you once you've officially become a dice goblin like the rest of us. Yep. And while you're here in Gaucher, check out our friends over at Big Dog Liquor. They have all of the uh, fine wine and spirits that you could desire. 
come get you something other than some Cooper's Craft um, Barrel Reserve. Uh, no, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Cooper's Craft Barrel Reserve, but head on down to Big Dog. He's got sales going on all the time. Uh, if you like wine, he's got discounts if you buy it by the case. Are you military? He's got a military discount. Are you a senior citizen? He's got a senior citizen discount. Are you a senior citizen military person? Well, on Wednesday, you can stack those two discounts and get your alcohol for even cheaper. If he doesn't have something that you want, there's a decent chance he can get it for you. Yeah. Check him out. Tell him we sent you. Yeah. And then head on over and check out our friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture. They talk about any and every anything and everything nerdy and pop culture and they talk about music, video games, board games, movies. Hey, if you listen to their most recent one, you might actually hear uh, one of us. Maybe. Own it. Maybe. You can definitely listen to that and find out. Yeah. So check, check them out. Travelers on the Omnibus, anywhere that you can find, find podcasts. Uh, one of the travelers, Jody, actually has his own show as well called Fearology, where he does uh, generally 30 minute to an hour shows on horror movies, uh, both new and old, remakes, classics, all that kind of good stuff. What they mean to him, what he thinks about them, even some experimental music on there from time to time, too. Yep. And then finally, silence your cell phones. If you're a movie buff, give Jarrett and Kevin a listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have a YouTube show where you could watch them. I don't know why you'd want to do that. <laughs> but the uh, they talk about new movies. They talk about bingeable TV shows. You know, what's coming up on in the theaters, what's coming up in Netflix, that kind of thing. So give them a listen. Uh, completely fill, fill your ear holes with uh, all of our friends. We would appreciate it. They would appreciate they it. They would appreciate it. So I feel like with all that said... Wrestling's over. We'll be back next week. Yep. Cheers. Yeah.